Back with your regular scheduled programming. It's Nico and Tony, the Footy LG boys, for another episode of the Footy LG podcast. And Tony, it feels like it's been forever since we've done just like a traditional pod where we're going to look over at all the games that's happening in Europe, a little TFC talk, a little bit of all those things. We haven't done that in a while with the World Cup and talking Canada and all that stuff. It feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But, you know, I like this better. It's a lot more to talk about, a lot more crazy storylines and things to follow. So, Oh, yeah. Tra- transfer window heating up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big, big moves we're going to be discussing. Uh, your Chelsea boys made a pretty big splash. So we're going to get to all of that. Some of the games that have happened. I mean, obviously, they're almost picking up now where they, with since they had the month break, you know, we're getting like League Cup, FA Cup, like so mm-hmm. many games. Like, like there's almost some, something to watch almost every day of the week right now in Europe. And, um, it's it's a very very good time if you have nothing to do, but if you have stuff to do, you're missing a lot of good games, man. Like today, League Cup in England, uh, two couple games that aren't really you don't really gonna mark them on your calendar, but they were a little exciting, you know. Man, you beating Charlton Athletic three nothing, and Newcastle beating Leicester two nothing uh, to advance. It's 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 good stuff. Yeah, like those were really good games. That you, I was actually watching Newcastle Leicester, and wow, Newcastle just they're gonna win something this year. I don't know what it is, but that's that's a bold prediction i mean i can see the league cup going to, uh, to newcastle you think well they're all the fa cup so <laughs> well yeah but i i don't even know if i would give them the league the league cup i mean they're in the quarters right now the only really team that i see there's the both manchesters are still there but other than that i mean you got wolves and nottingham forest tomorrow and you got man city southampton tomorrow i mean i i think it's gonna be a man manchester derby final Ooh, be nice. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that it's League Cup and no one really cares about League Cup, but it would be nice. I agree. It'd be um, uh, cool to see a Manchester Derby in a, in a cup cup tie, but you know what? It's it's a lot of footy going around right now. We're blessed to be able to have that much. The one shitty part about the World Cup being in the winter was that it was in the winter, but the one good thing about it is that we're going to be getting tons and tons of soccer. Not great for the players, you know? Not a lot of turnaround no. time for all their <laughs> games. It's, uh, it's a little tough for them, but you know what? They get paid millions of dollars, so they can fucking suck it up. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, I would do it. Like, I wouldn't complain. Like, right? you know, you're getting paid to play a game. It's fun. It's great. Some days are tough, but fuck yeah. I mean, for millions of dollars, I'll do it every day. <laughs> oh, 100, 100%. Before we move on talking about these old tournaments, let's talk a little FA Cup quickly. It, who can, We're in the third round right now, so fuck, who cares about the FA Cup? However, Wrexham, with a big win <laughs> over Coventry. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of convinced that Ryan Reynolds is paying off to make a dream run with this team this year. Because for a fifth division side to go into a championship side on the road and go up 4-1 at one point yep. is insane. 3-1 before the big red card, too. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, insane. Like, what an effort from Wrexham. I mean, I don't care. They're good. Like, it was it was a thousand percent luck, dude. <laughs> um, even at the end, like they came back still, make it, made it 4-3. Coventry put it in at the end. I, I think it was one of those games that you don't see too often. But what's nuts is Wrexham is not even a professional side. Yeah. Right? They're in the fifth division, which doesn't even count in the pyramid of English soccer right now. Um, and, and they're out here beating Coventry. who They're in the championship? Yeah. That's nuts. They should be relegated just for that. 
Yeah, Coventry is currently 14th in the championship, so right in the middle they, of the pack. They should be relegated. They should yeah. be relegated just for losing to a fifth division team. What's it called? The National League or whatever it is? Yes. That, yeah. that is unacceptable. I Okay, if Wrexham upset a team in League 2 or League 1, like the fourth or third divisions, okay, it still shouldn't happen, but I understand. But a championship team and a team that's in kind of the middle of the pack, a bit of a lower mid-table, but still not really in a relegation battle right now. They are um, uh, they are about nine points out of relegation. Like, they should be comfortably taken down. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you think, man, you know what? Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, they, uh, maybe people want to see them make a bit of a run in the League's Cup so they can get advertisements I mean, and things like that. You never know. Like, I can see, like, it's not far-fetched. I mean, like... You're gonna to want to see teams that are. You're gonna to want to promote and have these teams with these big famous owners doing well. So, I mean, it just. I mean, it probably isn't, but you have to think about it, right? Wrexham's not even first in the national league right now. How are they beating <laughs> championship level teams? For God's sakes, dude! It's uh, that's it, it's, it's a little much, and it really makes you think uh, what's going on, but. But you know, um, good good for them. It'll be exciting to see how far they can go. I don't. I think the answer is the next round they're going to be out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Has the match been announced who they're facing? No, because they still have the replays in these rounds. So they have a few teams. I mean, Liverpool Wolves have to replay their game. Oh no, no, they have the game. No, Wrexham. Oh, has do the game. they? Wrexham oh. and Shef- Sheffield United. Oh, so another championship team. Another championship team. Um, oh, yeah, I might be wrong. No, yeah, second place no, in the championship. Yeah, no, right they're yeah. yeah, they're doing good in the championship. So that's what I'm saying. The um uh, the run for Wrexham probably ends against Sheffield. But listen, good for them. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't has a has a national league team ever made it to the fourth round? Yeah, I think they have. I think I even think Wrexham has actually. I think I when I was I actually watched a bit of the game, they had said that uh, this is the first time since two thousand, I believe. Oh, that well, they've hey, been listen. in the fourth round. Good, good isn't for there them. like isn't there like eight more rounds before they get to the actual like round sixteen or something like that? Like I don't know how many rounds. Well, you have to there's th- there's th- there's thirty two teams that, that there'll be thirty two teams in the fourth round. So then the quarterfinals would be at eight. So there's still another two rounds before the quarterfinals. So yeah, they, they got a long wow. way to go. That's um, a pretty deep run. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what Wrexham can hold their hat on? They made it further in this trophy than Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, they uh, they made it further than Chelsea. They made <laughs> it further than Nottingham Forest. They, At least Chelsea it... lost to Man City, but I mean, still, that, that's that's true. No, very very true. Um, but that's what they can hold their hats on. And speaking of Chelsea, uh your boy looking too good, my man. Um, no, this is I a actually, disaster. <laughs> I actually have a message for you from friend of the show, soccer guy Jay who says, Tony better not be sucking off Chelsea anymore. They fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? He's not that far off, man. They're closer to to relegation than they are to the top of the table. Yeah, 10 points out of relegation and almost 20 points out out of uh, first place. Like. Insane. It's not a good season, man. Um, no, it's disaster. You I mean, gotta think. You gotta think. Tuchel sitting in a hotel room somewhere, puffing on a cigar, laughing his ass off. Like, like I, I didn't. I mean, this this train wreck started when Tuchel was here. Yes. Like it was already going downhill from the beginning. 
excited after that that stupid uh, moment he had with Antonio Conte against Tottenham. But Graham Potter just took this and like threw it right down the drain. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, he can't coach this team. He can't figure out a lineup that works for this team. He's got great players, but he just can't get them to play well together. And I mean, I know Conte being injured doesn't help because he is a solid member of that midfield, but reality is it's embarrassing what Chelsea's doing right now. Yeah, listen, I mean, behind teams like Fulham, Brentford, yeah. Brighton, um, they, they really have no excuse. Their goal differential is it's not like and it's not like their goal differential is crazy compared to other teams. They're low goal differential. Like out of the top it's ten teams, they have, they, they have the worst goal differential at plus one. Um yeah. They're, they're on a bad streak right now. They're getting some reinforcements, though. They just got on loan Ojoao, Joao Felix from Atletico Madrid, Portuguese boy. He's coming over to that Chelsea ship. Um, what do you think of the signing? It's not what we need. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, if you don't laugh, you cry, right? So, I mean, like, fucking hell. Like, it's just, Joao Felix is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic, I, I, he's a great talent. But we don't need another winger on the attack. I mean, you have Sterling, you have Kai Havertz, you have uh, Gallagher. Yes, Joe Felix is better than most of them, but you need a number nine, a striker up front to put the ball in the net, and Joe Felix is not that guy. Nothing against I, him. He's a great player. I think player. he I can like be, him. though. I think he I can think, be. I don't know, man. It's just Listen, a- Atletico absolutely destroyed him, okay? Diego yeah. Simeone should go to jail for the murder of this kid's career. He's still young. Don't get me wrong. But he absolutely stunk at Atletico because he, they constantly played him out of position and didn't play where yeah. he wants to go. We've seen it at Benfica that he can play in that uh, number, the number nine is a striker role and do well. But... Honestly, the hindrance of the past few years at, at, at Atletico definitely slowed him down a bit. Um, if Chelsea put him in that position, I can see him rising to the challenge and doing well. I really can. Don't get me wrong. The expectations for him are going to be high, and I don't, especially in his first year, because he's only on loan, right? So he only has a yeah. short little bit of time to show what he has. It More likely than not, he's going to bust this year. Mm-hmm. If I had to put like a money thing, more like he only has a few months, man. He's going back like... He's More got likely six than not, he's to gonna save his, six months to save his career. And the good Chelsea's news for not. him, though, is if he when he goes back to Atletico, Diego Simeone probably won't be there. He said he's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, that's that's crazy too. I mean, Atletico is. We've talked how much about Diego Simeone in that like he's contract? like it's I, that's surprising that he's lasted that long there. I mean, Atletico is only fifth in the table, but yep. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I just I hope the best for Zhao, but I don't see I just don't see it as him being this what Chelsea need. I mean, I think Chelsea could have easily went off and got a half decent striker and maybe well, they did they did get Nkunku as well, but he's yeah. not coming until next season. I mean, he'll help. Yeah, I think it's next year though, right? So yeah, and I mean, like next year, there's no Champions League, there's no Conference League, there's no Europa <laughs> League, right? So I mean, like. I mean, yeah, last but... time it happened to Chelsea, they ended up winning the Premier League the next year. But, I mean, it's it's a stink fest there. And, I don't know, blame new owners? I, I don't know. I mean, he's been spending money. So, yeah, no, it's it's, it's... Um, definitely hard to put the blame there. But, you know what? It's There's going to be high expectations for Joao Felix. We both said it. It's It could probably, most likely won't end great. But if he can rise to the occasion... I think you guys got a special player. He's shown flashes out of Atletico, yeah. and when he plays for Portugal, like he, he's shown flashes that he could be 
a top, top player. And he saw something in Chelsea because he had offers from Arsenal and Man U and he chose Chelsea, which kind of shows that he might be a little bit stupid. But, <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I mean, he, he did take back his ex-girlfriend that uh, cheated on him with his Portugal teammate. So, who well, surprisingly, uh, Chelsea is going might after be going well. to Chelsea. <laughs> I know. What the fuck's going on with that, man? That is disgusting. That must have been part of the deal. Like, hey, we'll bring him in. You kick his ass or something. We'll get Khalid Bali to kick his ass for you. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I don't, don't know. Like, don't get it. like, when I read that, I was like, the Kardashians or some shit? Like, yeah, no, that's, is that's... Amazon Prime following Chelsea this year? Like, Tot- they did with Tottenham a couple years ago? No, that is, that like, is, that is nuts. nuts. I, I don't get that at all. But, hey, listen, you know what? I hope he succeeds for you guys. Yeah, me too. It's, it's going to take a lot for you guys to get back into a Europe spot this year because I feel like with that battle at the top in the well, top three, six right now. Three points gets you conference league, so. Yeah, but you got to remember, man, three there. points, but he's also, like, for that sixth place, but you also have game Liverpool in, hand in that too. sixth place. Yeah. They don't have a game in hand on Liverpool. Yeah, but Liverpool shit. But they, Liverpool's in that sixth spot right now at 28 points, right? So <laughs> Chelsea needs to get there. It's going to be between ah, – it's tough, man, because the battle for the top six – let's go over the top six. Let's go – you know what? We talked Chelsea. Let's talk the top six teams here, and let's make our – who we think is going to end up in the top four, um, who's getting that fifth spot, who's getting that sixth spot. Let's start with the first-place team currently, Arsenal. No team at this point in the season with as many points as Arsenal has has ever gone on to lose the Prem. Mm-hmm. Are they going to pull it off? You know, I if unless Drake puts on the fucking Arsenal shirt, I think they're good. Really? I don't th- I, this team, it's weird because they don't look good. When no. they play, it's not – it's like – how do you say it? It's dysfunctional genius almost. Yep. It's like Arteta has no clue how to coach, but he's getting the best out of these players. They're getting – and they're playing good. They're winning games. They're – I mean, 40 goals forward and 14 against is crazy great. Yeah. And, I mean, Man City doesn't look like they care about the league this year, so I think it's Arsenal's. Yeah, Man City's definitely in a, hey, we're winning Champions League this year uh, mm-hmm. mentality. Whether or not they do or not, I don't know. Um, Champions League's going to be tough this year, a lot of good teams. I still, I don't know, man, if it's just, prior knowledge of what's happened in years past that has me saying it's not going to happen i just i don't think arsenal's going to hold on i'm still waiting for that collapse that inevitable collapse that's going to happen where they lose like four games in a row or they tie <laughs> like they tie a bournemouth or something like that you know what i mean where i just i have a hard time buying into this team being legit just yet i'm not saying they're not i'm just saying it's hard for me to buy into right now I, if i, I had best... to pick i'd still say man city's winning the league I think the best thing that can happen with Arsenal is if they get eliminated the Europa League the next round. So and they can focus just, everything on. It's just 100%. the prep, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I want to be, I want them to win. I want them yeah. to win the prem just to, just to have them do it. Because then if Arsenal wins, that Liverpool championship a few years ago means nothing. Because, I mean, Arsenal did it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Every once in a while, Man City is going to stumble, you know? Like, it's not that big of a deal. But, like, yeah, you know as much as I hate Arteta, I do want Arsenal to win. I think uh, they deserve it. And honestly, City, like I said, just not looking like very – just not looking like the same City in the prep. Well, listen, I'm not going to bet against City, like I said. If I had to pick, <laughs> I still think they're going to end up taking it away. But that's pretty much – it could go either way. And like you said, it would be very nice to see Arsenal win this. 
Um, they're a deserving team. They play hard. They play for their coach, even though you say he's not that good. They play for him. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're they're doing what they can to help him when they seem to really like playing underneath him. And they're they're firing on all cylinders. They got one loss yeah. on the year. It's impressive. Um I, I'm with loss. you. I hope they I hope they win. They they did lose to the one team that's probably better than them this year. I mean, I'm not gonna talk too much. We'll get into that. Yeah, uh, that was in, controversy in a, in a, on that one. In, in a few minutes, we'll be getting to them, but let's, let's some so, controversy there. So we talked <laughs> Arsenal. Honestly, we could talk Man City. We mentioned them a bit. I don't think there's much to say other than the fact that they're fucking good. They're scoring goals from Holland. I, I feel like we just with, with that Arsenal conversation that they fall into that blanket too. Um mm. let's go Newcastle. They've lost one game all year. They've drawn a shitload of games. They Imagine can't really they won a win. few of those games. Right? Dude, like, if they won a few <laughs> of those games, they'd be in second over Man City right now. Yeah. Um, they didn't, so it's, that doesn't really matter. Um, if ifs and buts were cherries and nuts, then we'd all have a happy Christmas. But there's not, so we're going we're, we're gonna to look at this realistically here. Does Newcastle have a chance at finishing? I think so. I think yeah. the teams under, I think the teams underneath them, the only one they really have to worry about is Man U. Well Man U's finish... tied with Man U's tied with them right now and has a game in hand. So that's... you pretty much could say Man U's above them. Yeah. So I mean that's the only team well you figure Man U's gonna stumble again. So what? it gives that new it's just a Man U thing. Oh, we're gonna get to that soon, buddy. This is a new Man U. I mean Tottenham Tottenham's not stealing that fourth spot. I don't think Liverpool's going up there because Liverpool they have a lot more problems than they think, as they want to admit. And Fulham, the only one, yeah, unless Chelsea turns around crazy, I don't think man, anyone's going to pass Newcastle for that fourth spot with the way they're playing right now. So, if they had a guy who could put in some goals, I would agree with you. And I just, I don't well, they're get how they're drawing. But I, but I don't get how they're drawing all these games. Like, look, look at their stats. They are 32 goals for, 11 goals against, and they almost are at a 500 record of wins and draws. They have nine wins, eight draws. Like, how is this happening? It doesn't make sense to me, man. Like, what what's going on? They're drawing games like 0-0. Zero, zero, they actually conceded the least amount of goals in the Prem this year. That's what I'm saying. How are they not winning? They're scoring so many goals. In certain, like, Aston Villa, they dropped a four-piece. Southampton, they dropped a four-piece. Leicester, they dropped a three-piece. But then other games, is just 0-0. Zero, zero. Brentford, five goals against Brentford, four against New- Fulham. And then they play Bournemouth and only put in one. They play Crystal Palace and they draw 0-0. Zero, zero. You know what I mean? Like, this team is so bizarre. And like we said, they've only lost, I think he said, five games all year in 2022. Yeah. From the beginning, from the end of the last season and the beginning of this season, they've only lost five games in that whole year in EPL, which is super impressive. I would love to say they can keep this up. They got Miguel Almiron looking like he's an absolute stud. Um, I Honestly, if I had to bet money... I would have them finishing sixth on the year. Really? I think they're going to drop. And the reason I think they're going to drop is because, like you said, Man U, the way they're Man U's playing around, we're going to get into that soon. They're going to hop, Man U's going to hop them. Tottenham yeah. and Liverpool, they just have the experience, they have the talent. And you know what? I find it hard betting against teams like that for a team like Newcastle, who might just be on a very good run. Now, don't get me wrong. Newcastle could make a big splash and purchase a big name in this transfer window to get yeah. them back and going. Who knows? But right now, I think they're going to drop to sixth, and I think Tottenham and Liverpool will move up, and Tottenham and Liverpool will, will fight for fourth and fifth, and Man U is going to finish third. And let's talk about my boys now in red. <laughs> let's talk about how good this Man U team has been looking. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what flipped the switch, and I need to go on record here because I've been on the podcast trashing this guy, saying he was dog shit before. Um, Marcus Rashford, in my opinion, is the best player in the world right now in current form. Current form. I'm not saying he is the best player in the world. I'm saying current form, he is the best player in the world right now. I agree with that. I mean... He does, you know, we've seen this time many times in the past where he's had that month of just pure brilliance and it disappears. Yep. And that's where I'm curious to see in the coming weeks, is he going to be able to keep this up or is this just one of those flash in the pans? It is what, you know, like he normally does. Because this is, this is, happens every year. Like I swear every year, like I remember, what was it, 2018 when he knocked out PSG the month of February there. When yep. he scored like three goals in two games and he just went off. He went player of the month. Like, he always has these months of just pure class where you can see the potential. This guy has a lot of potential, but he doesn't, he's not consistent. And that's where I'm curious if it's going to continue. This, so my thing was Rashford was getting hot before the Euro cup of last year or two years yeah. ago. Now that we're in 2020, he was getting hot. And then that Euro cup, I think really destroyed his confidence when he missed that penalty kick in the final. Yeah. Um, and then you can see it in his play. He never really got that confidence back. They were playing him out of position, whatever. But since Ten Hag's taken over, it took a few months. Rashford was still very, very poor at the beginning of the season. But it looks like something's clicked now, man. And he's firing at all cylinders, goals, assists. Just the way he's put, he's out on that pitch is just so amazing to watch. And to see the what he's doing right now, it's, mm-hmm. it's so not just good for man you fans or england fans just watching it as a neutral fan if you are it's just so nice to see man because this kid had so much raw talent coming up and he Mm -hmm. was stagnant for a while so to see now that it's kind of all clicking is a wonderful thing in my opinion i hope he keeps it up and if he does this man you team could become a problem because their players now they're they're starting to get in more of a groove They're, they're looking good man um, I know I'm being a bit biased here, but they're looking very, very good. I don't think they can push for second place. No, um, I, no. but I think third—that's that's, that's well, their that's their spot to lose. If they win if they win against City this weekend. They're still, they're right there. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, yeah. like compared to Man City, yeah, um, it, it's not. <laughs> I, I think still Man City is just a bit above man U. I don't think it's as far away as people think it is but they are still a bit above man U. um but this this weekend's game i don't wake up at 7 30 a.m often but i'll be waking up at 7 30 a.m this saturday you know what, what, to watch like, what, man U and man city what's the fucking premier league's problem man the best game of the day and you put at 7 30 in the morning well then the not, last game's brentford Bournemouth. like well, really it's not um uh, they don't give a shit about our time, right? England time. But still, it's, wouldn't you want that like, prime time in England? Prime time. Well, I mean, what what is that in England? 8 30, 9 30, 10 30, 11, like 12, 12 30, 1 o'clock? This is afternoon game in England. Yeah, I don't know what it's prime not the time summer games time. are. Yeah, you yeah know, that's like... true. Hey, listen, I wish it was later too. Uh, but I will be waking up for that game because that game is gonna be absolutely bananas. It's in Old Trafford, which does give Man U a bit of a cushion there. I, I would love to see a, a win. A draw, I think, could be likely. I just don't want to see another Man City blowing out Man U like that. Like early, early Holland hat trick again. <laughs> oh, dude, I I do not want to see that at all. Um, so it'll be a great game. Don't get me wrong, but Man U, they're playing hot. They're moving up. I like them to finish third this year. I so I got my top six is Arsenal. Or sorry, I got Man City, Arsenal, Man U, 
Liverpool, Tottenham, Newcastle. I think Liverpool's just this team's just too good to be stuck where they are, man. They're gonna turn the corner, they're gonna put together a good five, six game win streak, and then they're gonna get up and they're gonna finish in the fourth spot, man. They're just too talented not to. No, I don't think so. I I think Liverpool this is their downfall. I don't think they're I mean it's like I think what screws up this team the most is that you spent a hundred million or so on Nunez and now you just spent money to bring in Gakpo. And yeah. That to me, even though Nunez scored against Wolves on the weekend, the fact that you spent all that money on one guy, he's supposed to be your, he's supposed to compete with Holland, and now you said, oh, I don't think he's gonna be good enough. Let me spend more money to bring this guy in. It's gonna set this team up front, especially into problems. And I don't see Liverpool being able to bounce back. I think Liverpool's gonna get spanked in the Champions League too. So listen, even with Nunez as bad as he is, they still got Mo Salah. Who hasn't they, been himself this year? No, but you know what I mean? I you wouldn't know? be surprised if these guys can just – it's like Rashford. All they need to do is that one thing that just clicks and then to start going on a run and getting that confidence back because they still have very good players on that team. Um, injuries have hampered them. They have they, – like losing uh, Diogo Jota for the time that they have is not good. He's He is one of their better players. Uh, Luis Diaz is a fantastic player. Um, he's not – he's had a bit of knocks – with he has the um, he's out three months now, I believe, with knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so you lost Luis Diaz. You're bringing in Cody Gakbo now, who looked really good, but he's got to assimilate to the EPL. I, I just mm-hmm. think something's going to change, and they're going to start going on a bit of a run. And I think they'll definitely finish fifth. I don't think they're finishing in sixth. They'll finish in Europa spot, but I think they can push for fourth, and I think they will do it because to me, Tottenham uh, is a team that people need to be worried about. They're not good. No, that's horrible. Um, there too. They're 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 <laughs> not a good team. They got one game in it. They got one game in the, the Liverpool has a game in hand actually on Tottenham, and Liverpool yeah. is only five points back. So really, one slip up from Tottenham and they're dropping. Yeah, I don't see Tottenham finishing even Europa League. Probably, I think Liverpool can steal that fifth, and I actually think Brighton or Brighton or Fulham could jump into the the sixth spot. Really, I think Tottenham is going to drop even lower. That's bold. That is bold, I mean, my friend. Both those teams right now, they're, they're, they're just in shambles. Their coaches can't keep the lineups going. And the reality is these players are not as good as everyone expects. So. All right. And you know what? You're right. England, though, it's, a, it's an exciting league right now, man. I mean, it is, it, yeah. It's back to being a title race. It's you, Anyone can finish top four. It's not like the same usual suspects. Newcastle going up there. And Newcastle has the money now to do, to make noise. Mm. Hey, if they make Champions League next year, Ronaldo might be there. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which I hope they do. I hope, he's, I hope he gets to go there. Yeah, I do too. It'd be nice to see. But um, I, it wouldn't be a footy LG pod if we don't go to, uh, to Tony, your homeland of Italy, and talk a little <laughs> Serie A. So uh, I'll let you take it away. What, what do you want to talk about in the Serie A this week? I think there might be a big game this weekend. I could be wrong. Yeah, this could be a big title title decider this game, even though Napoli's seven points ahead of Juventus. But this Friday, they're going to meet up. Um, they're going to be playing in not Napoli. So Napoli wins. They're going to be 10 points ahead of Juventus. However, Juventus is on like a six or seven game winning streak. Yeah. You know, so even though with all the controversy with Juve and all that going around, they're playing good. Um this old lady is still playing really good, and Napoli did stumble against Inter, but I think uh, Juve, they're going to be awake for this one. So I think this is the most crucial game of this season for Napoli. 
Yeah, it is. And the reason why is if they lose, it doesn't only make it a four-point lead against Juventus. If Milan's able to win this week as well, they'll mm. only be four points back of Napoli as well. Four yeah. points is a not a pr- not a great cushion in a, a, no. in this league. The, it, the four points can channels change real quick. Ten points, however, now you're cooking. Now you got yeah, a ten. nice cushion. You can sit back a bit. If you're ten points ahead of Juventus, and then you'll be seven points ahead of Milan, you can relax a little bit. But at this yeah. point in the season, they cannot afford to lose to Juventus this week. No, like they got. I mean, the reality is Napoli got lucky when they lost to Inter because AC Milan uh, tied their next game, and yes. Inter ended up tying their game as well. So it can nothing really changed. Juve just got a little closer. But, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, last time Napoli was in this position, it was the same situation. They had a game against Juventus. Not this early in the season, but it was a little later. And uh, Juve ended up winning one nothing, and that was when Napoli just started crumbling. Yep. So, this is a big game. I mean, you know, you know, I'm pretty superstitious. And, this de- you know, the demons of the past, you know, these are the games where you got, you wonder, can they get through it? And if they get out with it, with it you want to win. But I think if they get out with it with a tie – it's just as good. It keeps everything the same. Juventus still has to keep going on the route, but you just got to avoid the loss. And I do think they can do it. So I do think if they win this week, they win the title. If they lose so. it, if they lose this week, I'm yeah, saying they, they're not winning the title this year. I'm saying yeah. the collapse is going to happen. This week is that game for them. Um, it's pretty much right in the middle of the season. I think Italy plays 36 games, right? Uh yes. So this is game eighteen. This is the this is the exact halfway point of the season, and I think this will determine how the rest of the season goes. It's a massive game for them. Tony, give me your prediction. I'm gonna go one nothing, and it's gonna be Zambo Angisa that scores the goal. It won't be OC man. He's not gonna get the calls. It'll be Angisa probably off a corner or something that puts it in. All right, I'm saying shout out to another friend of the show, Lazio Closa. Fuck Juventus, Napoli, 3 nothing. They're at Ooh. home. They're going to get the job done against Juventus is not this good. They've gone on a run, sure, but now they're facing Napoli. Napoli and they played some them. easy teams. Juventus has, has an easy run of form right now. So, Well, I mean, they, but they've also faced some good teams in their past winning streak. They beat Arsenal. Um, I mean, that was during the World Cup. So, so that was a friendly match of random players. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got in their in their winning streak. They've beaten. I, if we count that Champions League loss to PSG as when the uh, the game after that started, they beat Inter, Verona, yeah. Lazio, and then yeah, you got some Rijeka, Standard, Cremonese. Well, they did lose to Maccabi Haifa, so. <laughs> well, that is true, but I was back in October, so that was a little while ago. Um, well, you know what? Like you, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised Juventus is doing this well. Um, with the way the season started, with all the controversy still going around, I'm surprised. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> hey, it's listen, always fucking Juventus, man. <laughs> it is for you guys. I, I, you, you have every right to be nervous, man, because you've seen this play <laughs> out so many times before. Um, it's. It's going to be tough, but you know what? I have faith. Napoli's taking the win this week. Congratulations, Tony. They're going to win the title this year. I'm so happy for you, man. Well, let's hold Let's hold <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up this podcast the way we used to always start podcasts in the summer with some good old Toronto FC talk. The season's about to get started. People are re- reporting for training camps. 
Toronto's finally made some moves, finally been linked to some more moves. Um, the what, what do you think about Toronto FC's whole off-season activity so far? Uh, it's been slow, but it seems like it's picking up. Um, hearing a lot of rumors about uh, um, uh, the players that come around and, you know, maybe even changes in management. I heard Bill Manning might be on the hot seat. But, you know, I think TFC need this. I think this fire needs to be lit under their ass because this is not a – it's not a joke anymore. They need to be contenders. No, they need this season is their season. They have this season and maybe next season in their championship window with that core there of Insignia and Bernadeschi. Um, by yeah. the way, Bernadeschi is just one of my absolute favorite players, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, he's just his attitude, the swag he's got. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I really, he, really did not think I would like him as much as I am, I have been, but I, I absolutely love him. So I hope he does great this season. And that's the thing with Juventus, because when he's at Juve, he wasn't allowed to to be himself, to show that personality, you know. Juve has strict rules keeping everyone in line, and that's what I was worried that maybe he wasn't this outgoing when he came, that Juve ruined him. But clearly, when you see him on Instagram, he just – he's loving it. Yeah. And he's playing hard. It's not even like he's just – I'm here for the money. Like, he's playing hard because he enjoys the fans – you can see how much he loves to see how much he enjoys his teammates. And, um, you know, for Insignia, he's used to that in Napoli. But for Bernadeschi with Juve, you don't get this kind of freedom like he does. And I think, honestly, I can see him being an MVP this year if he continues the way he left off last year. Yeah, hey, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Let's talk about some of the offseason activity for Toronto FC. They brought in – they we know defense they needed to firm up. They brought in Matt Hedges uh, yeah. from FC Dallas. They're looking at a Norwegian center back, Sigurd Rostad, who, you know what? He looks like a big bully. Dude, the um, picture I saw, yeah, his head all banded. Yeah. Like, he looks, he looks like a beast. Somebody. <laughs> I, I'd be happy if they were able to pull him off. Like, and, and, of course, we still need a goalie. And the big rumor is that Sean Johnson is TFC, which I don't hate. The reason he's not considered one of the greatest goalies in MLS history is because of TFC. Yeah. Yeah, his Puz- greatest Puzuelo, Puzuelo made him a little bitch in that. Don't but other than that, the, he's fantastic. Don't forget about the Jovinko hat trick and five goals in two games in that playoff series when they yeah. played them. Yeah, so, no, I mean, like, TFC's always been his kryptonite. So, I mean, can't beat him, join him. And, yeah, if they bring in Sean Johnson, I'm happy. Because, you know, the thing with MLS, you don't need a world-class goalie to win in this league. Yeah. You just need an MLS-class goalie. And he is – Probably top five, if not top three goalies in this league. Yeah, not, not, not too many goalies I would take over him at this current standpoint. Obviously, Andre Blake's the number one. Yeah, um, that would be my number one, too. But not too many goalies you would take over him at this point. Um, so yeah, I'm excited the shit, for him to bring in. After the shit but, show last year in that, fuck. Well, it's a big it's, improvement. Exactly. I'll take, it, I'll take Sean Johnson over what we had last year any day of the week. So I want to talk one more movement that might have gone unnoticed to mm-hmm. most TFC fans. The only reason I saw it was because my brother pointed it out to me when he was looking at pictures of TFC in training camp, and it's that Richie Larea is wearing number 22 again. Wow. Thank God. Like, you see it on his shorts uh, in the training, so it's not official yet, but it looks like his number is going back to 22 after when he came back. I think he wore 19 last year, and it just looked super weird. Yeah. Get that 22 kit back on him. That's huge. Love to see that. Get the demons wow. of Schaffelberg off this team, you know? Fuck you, eh? <laughs> Buddy, Schaffelberg you know, get... is the is a, unreal. He's he's yes. been crazy good at Nashville. All right. Oh, there's only like ten there's players a... on the team. You have to be good. 
Hey, he made it further than TFC last year. All right. Nah, that, you gotta get rid of the, all the omens from that guy, man. Just burn, burn some. What's the frankincense or whatever? Myrrh, whatever, whatever it is. Just burn. I don't know what it is, but you just gotta get rid of that voodoo of that kid, man. He's Fuck he's you. what TFC need to never go back to. No, Schaffelberg was a good player. He had a, he gave his efforts. And he was one of our better players over the past two years when he was there. Like two years ago, he was probably one of our best players. So let's pump the brakes on the Schaffelberg hate. <laughs> I'm surprised Napoli haven't squeezed, picked him up yet. They yeah. might now that James like, no, wait, you know, Insignia went back to Napoli and said, hey, listen, look at this Schaffelberg kid. You need to get him now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that ever happened. Oh, my God. No, fuck. Listen, TFC starting to pick up, so we're going to be talking more TFC. What do you um, think about the rumors with Giroud or Benzema? No, those are fake, man. It's not happening. No way Benzema comes here. Uh, Giroud, MLS bound. Maybe I'd be, I'd be very cool if Toronto was in real. But I don't see it happening. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's almost too good to be true. So I, I don't see that happening at all. But there's a DP spot still open, so it'll be interesting to see who TFC try and go after and pick up for to fill that position. I think a striker might be necessary. I would. Or unless you find, like, a world-class center back. Yeah, which not too many of those going around right now. Nope. (laughs) Those are all locked up. (laughs) They should reach out to Porto and try and sign Pepe. Actually, you know who is free right now? Um, The guy from Cameroon. I can't pronounce his name right now. He just got released from Uh, Uh, um, Al-Nazar. Abubakar. Yeah. (laughs) That's striker. Yeah, you know what? Not a bad call. Former Porto boy. He would do so, it real know, here too. No, I like him. I think he would do well. And having again balls fit in from uh Insignia and Bernadeschi, I think he I think he'd play very solid. He might be someone to look at. I don't think they would need to use a DP contract on him, though. I think they could no, get him in on a TM so. deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that would that wouldn't be a bad call. I, I I like that. I like that. Let's put it out in the air. Bring in Vicent Abubakar. I want to see him on TFC. Um I actually that's a really good shout. Fuck, I like that. Wow, I want that to happen so it's crazy bad. that It's crazy that like everyone's excited for him to play with Ronaldo, and then his team's like, yeah, we have too many foreign players, so we have to get rid of you. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is crazy when I see all those rumors of all these guys linked to this team. It's like, does no one know this rule? Yeah, they're going to just be they cutting the off limits. all their players. So. <laughs> I didn't even know their goalie is Ospina. Yeah, I, I knew which, that, actually. Which, te- that to me is like, oh, that's where he went. <laughs> but yeah, so... Big year for MLS. We're going to get more into TFC shortly as the weeks go on and preseason picks up. Um, I'm really upset, actually, because normally they do preseason in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But this year they're doing it in where Coachella is because they're doing that whole like MLS Coachella, whatever the fuck the term is, which is shit because right in the heart of preseason, I'm going to be in Orlando. I could have gone to see yeah. some TFC stuff, but now I can't because they decided to go to fucking Coachella. So gay. But <laughs> nevertheless, we'll get back into MLS as the year goes on. Before we end up, Tony, we have the Toppins trash bins in the box. I don't know. You got one for me? Oh, yeah, I got some. We got some yeah? here. All right, hit me up with the right. Starting it off, Toppins trash bins. PSG did not have a celebration celebrating Messi's World Cup triumph. Toppins or trash bins? Who's surprised about that? Yeah. Mbappe <laughs> owns that team with his new contract. You think he's going <laughs> to give a fucking celebration to the guys? That, that beat him in the finals? I don't think so. And also, even if that wasn't the case, PSG is a France team. Argentina mm-hmm. beat France. You're not going to celebrate that in the club. If this was an English club, sure. If this was an Italian club, sure. You're not celebrating that 
in the country where you beat them. You know what I mean? I, I think that's top bins. I don't see any issues with that. Although you guys are saying, oh, they should be the bigger man. Fuck being the bigger man. All right? That game was bullshit. We all know it. The way the Argentina got the penalty kick right away and the way it was going, all bullshit. So I, I'm on PSG's side. They don't need to do uh, no uh, honor of Messi and what he did there. Yeah, I agree with that. Screw Messi, man. I don't give a fuck about that guy anymore. I'm so happy I don't watch him internationally anymore. Like, I won't watch French League because I don't want to see this guy anymore. All right. Second one here. So, it's been a big movie on Netflix. Uh, the Knives Out Glass Onion, Top Bins and Trash Bins. What do you think of the movie? Top. The toppest of bins. Oh, I loved it, dude. So much fun. That whole series. Like, I love Knives Out, the first one, and then the second one, Glass Onion. Uh, Benoit Blanc, the character that Daniel Craig plays, is just so <laughs> eclectic. Like he, he's just so good. And then you know what? You watch it, and then they, it almost answers you. Like at the beginning of the movie, I was watching again. Not a spoiler alert, just semi-spoiler alert. The way he acts at the beginning, I was kind of like, this is a little bit weird, out of character. And then they kind of explain it near the end why he was mm-hmm. acting that way in the beginning. And I was like, holy shit, it's just so smart. Like it, it was such a fantastic, well-done movie. I cannot wait for more sequels to come out. Yeah, I know, me too. That was a fantastic movie. And, I mean, I think you got to get Benoit Blanc to go out there and figure out why, how Argentina won that World Cup. Yeah, something that definitely be the went third down. One because he needs to figure out who the hell got paid off in that shit. Yeah, I, 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 that'd be good. He definitely needs to be hired to figure out. Maybe while while he's doing that, he can then go away and go out and investigate what the fuck's going on with Juventus. Um... Yeah, well, that's easy. They cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need him to do that. And then just one, one, sec, one thing here. Uh, who do you think as a football player out there would be the quickest to solve a murder in that case. If you had to do a murder mystery party, who do you think would be quick solve it the quickest? Oh, it's hard because a lot of the footballers are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um they're football players for a reason, right? They're not uh they're not known for their brains. You know what? I, I do have a pick and I don't know why. Maybe it's the way he looks, but I feel like he's a he's a smart guy. He used to play for Man U. He plays for Galatasaray right now. But Juan Mata, I, I don't know why. He just seems like he's a smart guy. You know what? Even when he plays, you can tell he was a smart player. He wasn't the most skilled, but he knew where he had to be, and he was smart there. He comes off very intelligent in interviews and things like that. I, I think Juan Mata would be my pick for, for that. How about you? Oh, for me, I feel like that guy, you know, he wasn't sure if his career was going to go off, so he had to, he had to do something. <laughs> I feel like he probably loves murder mysteries. You know the British people with murder mysteries, man. Like, oh, that's tr- that's like, true. Like I think he would he would solve it in an instant. That okay, is true. and the last Topman's trash was going to end this show off on a bang. Uh, Gareth Bale announced he is retiring from football completely. He's just going to go right to golf. Probably going to join. Uh, what's the other league? Not the not the PGA Tour. The uh, the, the, the Saudi Live Tournament. Yeah, the Saudi Live Tournament probably. Um, <laughs> Toppin's trash bin on this comment I'm about to say. Gareth Bale is not a legend. He's just a product of good teams. I'm going to go ahead and say that is trash bins. Um, don't get me wrong. Gareth Bale, he came to MLS saying he's not here just for a short-term payday for the long run. Only lasted <laughs> a season. But he fucking won a title in that season, okay? So that, to me, wipes the slate clean. You got a championship for that team. You're good to go. I'm saying it's trash bins because the guy has performed in big games. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he was just, he was on great teams. Don't get me wrong, but he is a winner uh, on those teams in big games like that Champions League final um, against Liverpool that he kind of showed out in. Like he shows up for big games. 
He had a lot of injury history, which I think does derail him on where he's going to end up overall as one of the greatest players of all time. I don't think he'll ever be discussed even in like a top 25, top 30 list Mm -hmm. because of that. But Gareth Bale is a legend in the game, I'd say. He come from, um, uh, he's Welsh, the way that he's able to break down in Europe and then go to Real Madrid. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but he could be the only Welsh player to ever play for Real Madrid. Um, Because I don't know too many Welsh players. So I'm just going off of the fact that probably good chances. Uh, he's done so much for the game uh, in a sense of the way he breaks it down, his speed, the way he played. He, he filled in that BB uh, with ben- Benzema and Ronaldo, that BBC, you know, not big back. You know what? It was Bale, Benzema, <laughs> Christi- Christi- Cristiano. Uh, pump the brakes there. Get your mind out of the gutter. He, he really played well there. I, don't get me wrong. He had good teams, but he was – an elite player when he was playing and he showed up in big games, which even proved in the MLS cup final this past year when he came mm-hmm. up big in that game. So I, I, I think he's a legend. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I agree that he showed up on big games, but I think his overall, his career, I don't think it, he could have done more. I think he, he had the potential to do more. And I don't think he did. I think at the end, the last three, four years of his career, he really let that legacy go with the whole golf thing and, you know, golf, Wales, golf and Real Madrid. Um, I think that really tarnished it, but a uh, great big game player. I mean, that final against Liverpool was amazing. The, I'll never forget the goalie score against Real uh, Barcelona in the Copa del Rey final. And he pretty much like yeah. ran outside the stadium, oh. came back in and scored. Dude, that so, goal, like legendary, <laughs> legendary yeah. goal, man. Well, um, I think um, a lot of his career was by who he played with. I mean, he played with some prime players. I mean, he was Tottenham days. He had Modric there when he started going up. So, but he was that guy in Tottenham, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get what you mean, but I just, I can't consider him a legend. I think he had legendary moments, but overall, I don't see him as a, a legend of the game. Hey, fair enough. To each their own. Ben uh, Bale is my guy, though. I, I like him. He's a solid player, and I and I and I fuck with the whole golf thing. You know, I totally understand. Uh, as a fellow golfer myself, I totally get his feelings for the sport, so I can't blame him too much. But yeah, he, he's he's a great guy. And you know what? Before we've gone on pretty long, actually. But before we close, I'd want to give a shout out to Canadian boy Alistair Johnson. We gave it to mm-hmm. him last week, but he's continued his run with Celtic. Him and Ishmael Kone have now made their debuts uh, in across the pond in Europe. They both played very well. Uh, big shout out to those two. Other than that, Tony, I think that's. I think we can call it quits for today's episode. Yep. Follow follow us everywhere, guys. At Footy LG on Instagram, TikTok, Apple Music, and of course Spotify. Thank you for listening. We'll be back here next Thursday to discuss the big game that happened between Juve and Napoli, Manchester Derby, talking all that much more. So make sure to tune in, guys. Have a great night or enjoy the day, depending if you listen to us on your morning commute. So have a good one, and we'll see you guys next Thursday.